everybody good morning good morning good morning i hope everybody is doing well i want to say hello to uh everybody on this platform welcome 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 to drboystv.com the home for intelligent black people my name is dr boyce watkins and uh i want to say hi to everybody and i hope you guys are having a great day i hope you guys can hear me okay um i uh, let me know give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay and uh also uh just a reminder uh this podcast is on spotify so in the event that you don't like YouTube or you can't get to YouTube, just know that you can always look for my name on Spotify and listen to me in your car. Uh, everybody put your B1 in the chat. Let me know if you're black first up in here. As you guys know, uh, this is a platform not just for intelligent black people, but it's also one where we love our people and we want our people to succeed and we want to uh, raise our children right. We want to break generational curses. So if you agree with these things, if these philosophies make sense to you, put a B1 in the chat. Shout out the city. Let me know what city you're from. Louis Hayes, uh, Francisco Weems, Cynthia Haynes, how you doing? Uh, I see Michael Johnson from Chicago, Janet, uh, Clyde. Uh, let's see, Ty Bell. Yes, yes, I'm black. Right on. Well, you know, and you don't have to be black to be here. You can actually be um, any race uh, as long as you respect black people and you understand uh, why we have to fight. Uh, if you also agree with us on certain issues like reparations, getting our due, then this is the place for you. So anyway, let's uh, let's hop into the topic. I, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to talk about today. And uh, this is something that this is so interesting to me. This is such a big deal to me that I even invited my mama. I hit my mama up. Mama, I love you very much. And I hit my mama up and I said, mama, I'm about to talk about something that I really just, you know, that I really feel passionate about. And it's not even, it's not even a directly a black story. Uh, it involves actually a white guy, but it's a black issue. Uh, it involves this guy. And uh, give me a yes. If you saw this, there was this guy, I put it on my Instagram. My Instagram is the real voice Watkins. And there was this guy, uh, his last name, uh, let's see, what was his last name? Manger, I believe, was his last name. I don't even know his first name. The, the, those issues are not that important. And uh, this man spent five years in prison uh, for child support. Five years in prison, 1998 to 2003. And uh, after spending five years in prison, later on, years later, uh, you know, because he spent these years in prison over non-payment of child support, he was adamant about the fact that he'd never been tested, that he never actually gave a DNA sample, that there was never any proof that this was his child. Well, uh, turns out that he was not the father. He literally ended up going to jail, going to prison, not just jail, you know, not just, you know, not just having some financial problems, not just a couple of setbacks, but he literally went to prison and uh, he, he did five years in prison and the child wasn't even his. And, and I saw this and I said, Yo, this really struck a nerve. Uh, I know with me, uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, give me a yes if you, if you felt if you saw this and kind of felt some kind of way. If maybe it sparked a little bit of anger uh, about the unfairness, uh, I, I know that it really bothered me a lot. I mean, literally, uh, I'm an 18 year veteran of the child support system. You know, I paid all my child support and uh, I felt every nickel of it. It was a pain. Child support is a great way to go broke. Uh, if you ever want to go, if you ever want to go broke. Uh, just fellas, here's, here's some advice. If you ever want to go broke, uh, just go and uh, put your penis in a lot of women and, uh, and and get them all pregnant. If you ever if you ever want to have no money, like literally I showed you guys a uh, example of a man's uh, paycheck where he had four or five babies, mamas, and they sued him for child support, which they should get, by the way. Everyone should take care of their kids, by the way. So as much as we might hate child support, uh, just know raising babies ain't free. Um, I know you might think that it's okay for you to, you know, buy your baby a pair of shoes on their birthday and send a couple of bags of diapers every now and then, but that ain't, that ain't, the babies don't eat diapers. Last time I checked, little children don't eat diapers and it costs uh, quite a bit of money to take care of a child. So I'm not against the concept of, of child support. Uh, I believe in responsibility. I believe that uh, every man, every woman, every person who makes a child should take care of that child. Uh, but, uh, but I'll say this, you know, if you're talking about choices, you know, and we talk about fin finances here on this platform a lot. We talk about economics on this platform a lot. Uh, this is a, a heavy black financial platform. But one of the things that I try to do is help you all understand economics, not just from a straight up 401. You know, this is how you invest in your 401k and this is the kind of stock you want to pick. We go deeper than that. We actually talk about life and how life choices makes a big difference in your economic outcomes. 
So uh, anyway, I'm going to break some of this down for you. Um, if you could do me a favor, please hit that thumbs up button right now. Uh, also, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe, everything else. I also want to give uh, a thanks to Aisha Verzi for helping us pay some bills. Uh, she's a financial planner who is a big supporter of the Black Business School, where we've helped over 10 million of our people invest in stock for the first time. Uh, this is uh, what I think an HBCU is supposed to be. Uh, we're independently funded, and uh, Aisha is one of the people that helps us to make that happen. And so uh, her phone number is here. And, I, and so if you need some help with your finances, she can help you. Tell her I sent you. Uh, her number is 626-340-5746, 626-340-5746. So uh, if you want direct one-on-one -on -one help with your finances, your insurance needs, whatever, you look interested in index universal life policies, anything like that, Aisha is your girl. Uh, and if you ever, if you have a Black-owned business and you'd like for me to shout you out, uh, just go to drboysfinance.com. Drboysfinance.com is where you can do that. All right, so here uh, is here, here are a couple of breakdowns on what I saw here. Uh, with this guy, um, you know, so he goes to prison for five years over child support. Uh, the child was never his and he held to this. Uh, I watched the entire episode of Paternity Court. I put the link in the bio of this video on YouTube if you want to watch the episode. I watched the whole episode just to get a sense of the energy in the episode. And one thing I picked up on is um, when the when the judge who happened to be a black woman, you know, I guess black people, I guess we're, we're really good for these judge shows. I don't know what it is about black judges, but we but then again, it's something about black people. I don't know if y'all agree. Tell me if you agree. But I think there's something about black people. We just make everything interesting and we're so talented and so just good at everything we do. Anyway, so uh, this black judge is kind of breaking down what's going on with this family. And one thing I picked up on is that the father was extremely adamant. Like he was like, look, this is not my child. I, there was no evidence to that. There's no proof. And and I found that really fascinating, given that he'd spent all those years in prison. Because if you know anything about prison and I have some relatives who've gone to prison and I, I can tell you prison is a place that is more terrible than you can ever imagine. You know, I, I know that we don't, we joke, we make jokes about it. Like, ha ha, don't go to jail or drop the soap. Ha 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 ha. I mean, you know, and isn't it interesting to me? I think it's really interesting how if I, if, if I were to make jokes about somebody sexually harassing uh, a white woman, it wouldn't be considered to be a joke. It would be considered to be crude uh, and unusual and, and just disrespectful. If I made a joke about a white woman being assaulted, you know, sexually, that's not a joke. That's not something that's funny, Right. But we make jokes about, you know, things like prison rape all the time, even though it's far worse than than regular assault, because uh, because it, it, it can happen over and 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 over again, because your assaulter is in the cell next to you or he's your cellmate. Right. And I don't think anybody really talks about that. So as a black man, it is my job, I think, to bring that up. Uh, so the next time you think about making a joke about something like that, I really hope you'll reconsider that. So this man goes to prison for five years, loses five years of his life, five years in the most torturous, horrific conditions known to man, five years. And he mentioned this. He talked about this. He talked about his trauma. You know, and, you know, my beautiful wife uh, is a trauma expert. She's not just a full professor. Shout out. Shout out to all the educated black women out here. Uh, I see you all and I respect you. And my wife is one of them. And uh, and she's not just a full professor of social work and a licensed therapist. She's also a certified trauma expert. And she educated me extensively about what trauma really just does to you. And, uh, and, and this is something we don't talk about because we think that our trauma is just something that's it just happens and nobody cares. But that's not true. In fact, it, it re-traumatizes you when you go through trauma and nobody cares and, and nobody wants to hear. And you start crying or about it and people say, stop all that crying. You know, be quiet. You know, man up. You know, you, you sound like a punk. Right. So so this man was talking about that. He said, I spent five years in prison with rapists and murderers and child molesters, you know, and uh, and, and that to me um, was interesting because he was reflecting on his trauma that he went through. And uh, and but yet, despite all that, despite the fact that prison is designed to break you down, <clears throat> that prison is really interesting because what they do is they torture you until you confess, even if you didn't do it. There's a lot of people that confess to crimes they did not do because they just don't want they want the pain to stop. They're like, look, please don't give me more time just because I won't I, I won't say what you want me to say. I'll Fine, I'll say whatever you need me to say. Just please stop. Please make the pain go away. 
right? So it's like a lot like how they used to do the Salem witch trials, right? Like if you want, if they accuse you of being a witch, <clears throat> they just torture you until you say, okay, okay, I'm a witch. Please just stop it. And then they will kill you for being a witch, right? That's kind of what they do with the prison system. So this man, despite all the trauma, despite all the pain, despite the fact that he reflected openly, consistently about everything he went through as an inmate, he still was like, you have no proof that this is my child. And I'm sitting here. And so here was my question mark. And this is one of the things, you know, this is me being, I'm going to be a little bit Uncle Boyce and Dr. Boyce. Dr. Boyce will tell you about the financial side. Uncle Boyce is going to tell you about the real life side. So, uh, so I hope it's okay if I go Uncle Boyce on this and, and say, I remember wondering why wasn't there any proof? And, uh, and what I would say to any man that has a child, always get the proof. Always get the proof, you know, and, and it's it's um because you'd be amazed how many how often it is that a man swears that he's the father of the child and he's not the father. I don't care how mad they get when you when you demand the proof. I, I don't care what people say or, oh, you're being mean and you did. No, 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 no. Get the damn proof. Because this is look at what happened to this guy. They never gave him the proof. Or he never submitted to the DNA test, and so here we are, twenty something years later. They brought uh, the boy out to the, in, on, you know, into the courtroom. He's a grown. The boy's damn near a grown man. He's like 18, 19 years old, and uh, and 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 he spent his whole life thinking that this was his father. And the craziest part about that story, and this is where it gets real sinister, is that I think the mother always kind of knew, because because once it was revealed that he wasn't really the father and everybody's like, you know, the father's like, see, I told you, I told you, I told you. They asked the mother, do you know who the father is? She said, yes. She said, I'm still in touch with him. And so to me, that's where you get to the point where it wasn't an innocent mistake. It was, it was fraud. And, and the father, again, I shout out to him. I don't even know who this guy is. And, you know, and again, this is not a black story, but it's a black story. If you know what I mean, it's not a black guy, but it's a black issue. Right. Um, you know, he he said she should go to prison. She should be punished. And, and and it's really interesting to me that we live in a society where uh if you if you say that a black man should go to prison for what he did, everybody gets it. Or if you even a white man, if you say a man, you know, he should go to prison because he, you know, he grabbed her, he grabbed her boob or something or whatever, right? People get that instantly. But when you turn around and you say, No, she should go to prison too, because she lied and sent me to prison to be beaten and raped for five straight years and, and, and people are like oh just get over it just move on it's 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 over now you've been vindicated now so so the hard part about being a man sometimes in this society and i'm a, i'm gonna I'm a be honest with you here but sometimes the hard part about being a man in this society is that when you get falsely accused of something whatever it is the best thing you can hope for is that you can find some way to prove that you're not as guilty as they thought you were the best thing you can do is, is is prove that you're you're innocent of whatever they accused you of. You're you're constantly playing defense, and it's hard to score points in a bat in a game when you're constantly playing defense. Uh, sometimes offense is required too. And what do I mean by that? Well, if if something bad happens to a woman in this society, there is a mechanism. There's a a, a core belief that we that she should receive justice. Like there was a white lady that was with Fox News. I forgot her name or Fox Sports, I think, and somebody. Uh, did the horrible crime of putting a, a, a hidden camera in her hotel room. Anybody remember that story? Give me a guess if you remember that story. They put a hidden camera in her hotel room, so they, they filmed her naked. She got like $50 million because somebody saw her naked. I, let me just tell y'all this. Look, if if I get, we ain't got to give me $50 million. Just give me $5 million. For $5 million, if you cash at me, my cash app is Dr. Boyce. You cash at me $5 million, I'll send you as many naked pics as you want. And my wife will, will approve of, of all the pictures. I'm serious. Seriously, I mean, really? You got, you got $50 million because somebody saw you naked. But yet, if you're a man and you get accused falsely of the one of the most horrible crimes known to man, like sexual assault, and then it turns out that somebody deliberately lied on you just so they could send you to prison. And then you, you, know, you, you don't get any justice. 
there's no massive payment. There's no, uh, there's no like sort of prosecution. It's like, oh well, okay, we found out you're innocent. Okay, you're not like all the other men. You're not a, you're not a criminal like the rest of them. So, so we'll let you go ahead and proceed. Your gift is that you won't go to jail. That that's your biggest gift. So, so I, I really want people to kind of understand the contradiction here in the double standard. It, it's it's absolutely sick. This woman should be prosecuted. Uh, this woman should be sued. Uh, she should pay a penalty for uh, for what she did, and and, and that so, so so that point uh, we made clear. And I want I want to make a couple more points before I do that. I want to remind you. I want to say this too. Uh, stick around to the end of the video. I found a stock that I'm going to invest in. Uh, I will, as you guys know, this is a financial platform. My goal is to make you wealthier, smarter, and happier. Those are the three goals that I want us to establish for each other uh, because happy happy people just tend to have better lives. And so um, if you stick around to the end of the video, I'll give you the stock. Also, just a reminder, I'm going to be in uh, speaking in Seattle and doing a four-hour deep dive training on my new book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It's an Amazon bestseller. You can go to boycewalkins.com to get that information if you'd like to join us in Seattle. And also, my wife happens to be, as, as I mentioned, she's a therapist, and she's she's real pretty. Uh, that's why I like her. Well, that's not the only reason I like her. There's a lot of reasons I like my wife, but that's one of them. And uh, she's actually hosting a wellness retreat. As I mentioned, she's um, she sees clients on an individual and uh, group basis, uh, clients and families. And she's actually hosting a wellness retreat. Uh, it's digital. It's virtual, so you can do it uh, from the comfort of your own home. And uh, so if you're interested in joining the retreat, just go to DrAliciaWellness.com. You can take a look and decide if you'd like to participate, uh, because a lot of our people have a lot of healing that, that we have to do. And my wife was instrumental in the Black Business School in helping us to establish the first ever Black financial therapy department, where we literally do financial therapy for those that are stuck in a mindset from uh, financial trauma that you went through as a child that keeps you from growing. Uh, we're really intrigued by any of the psychological barriers that keep black people from building wealth. We're collaborating with the best scientists and thinkers and therapists in, in the country. And so uh, we want to help you. So feel free uh, to go to DrAliciaWellness.com if you'd like to learn more about that. All right. So um, anyway, let me keep going here. So we were talking about this father who uh, goes to court after doing five years in prison. He finds out that the uh, five years in prison that he did uh, for the, not paying child support was for a child that was not his. Uh, as you know, as you can imagine, I was absolutely furious about this. As a father, it just drove me insane to see the story. Most, a lot of you, even those of you who are not fathers, uh, felt like this was an injustice. And uh, so I think we can agree on that. Now, one thing that's, um, that's also uh, interesting is that in this story, and this just kind of gives you a peek into the criminal justice system and the unfairness of it all. One thing that came up was he talked about how they were providing, they, they literally uh, in the courtroom, if you watch this episode, the link is in the bio if you want to watch it. Uh, it's a paternity court. That's the name of the show. They provided a piece of paper showing that he was the father. They literally had a piece of paper that said, you know, uh, with 99.7% accuracy, you know how they do that, that he's the father. Right. And, uh, and, and, and it was crazy, you know, so, so literally they had quote unquote official documentation. The prosecutors had official documentation that he was a father. And, uh, and, and now the judge though, shout out to her. She looked at the form and she said, well, but there's no address here. Your name is not listed here. It just says that, person a or person seven two six nine or whatever it was is the father but there's no there's nothing here saying that you're actually the father there's no your name isn't even on here and that and, and the man i also kept saying i did not submit a dna test and they i think that what they said to him was that we took your dna when they booked you uh for prosecution when they sent you to prison and, and so this what this says right there is that prosecutors lie they lie all the time. Cops lie all the time, you know. And 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 I and I thought it was really fascinating that they had this alleged evidence that he's the father right there in front of the judge. And I think and it was and I'm thankful that that he didn't believe the evidence, obviously. And also the judge didn't didn't believe the evidence. The judge said, "No, no, we need real proof." So they redid the test. They had them swab. They you know they they had them watch the whole procedure, and then that's what they told him that he was not the father of the child. And, and and that so that right there is just I mean, that's just a level of almost conspiratorial criminality. Right. Like it makes you wonder who conspired 
to just sort of create this 20-year lie that led to a man being falsely sent to prison, losing a ton of his money. Uh, he also said, remember, the financial loss was significant for him, too, because he said, he, he said, when I got out of jail, I paid child support for the next 16 years or whatever number of years it was, 15 years, however many years. So so he's, he's out of his money. He's lost uh, years of his life. And he's lived under the dark cloud of being a felon for all these years. Right. I don't know if anybody knows how hard it is to have a criminal record and go back into this economy. When you go back into the economy as a, as a, with a criminal record, a lot of places won't hire you. Uh, people don't trust you. Uh, you have all these restrictions. You're, you're still in the system. The system uh, is, is like a vacuum cleaner. It keeps sucking you back in. Every time you try to get disconnected or get out, it sucks you back in like a real bad, toxic relationship. It just sucks you back in. It won't let you go like an abusive spouse. So so I, I, so I think that that's something to be noted here. This is, this is the, the finer point that I want you to kind of get from this as you watch this story. As we get past the big aha or the oh my God, or I can't believe this, I want you to look at the final subtleties of this so you can also empathize with what people go through when they're dealing with uh, stuff like this in the in the, in the um, child support system. Now, uh, one other uh, piece that, that I, I, I wanted to throw in here too, in addition to, uh, to the lie and the 20 years and everything else, is um, I want to tell the men, I want to kind of help you understand something that Uncle Boyce really wants you to know. Um, I'm going to channel Uncle Boyce and bring him in here for a minute because I really want y'all to hear this. And the women too. Uh, I listen to the father talk. I listen to words really carefully. I try to, I watch, like sometimes if I'm even talking to people at a cocktail party or something, they think I'm weird because I'll be literally watching the words roll off somebody's lips just to understand, like just to meditate on what they're saying so I can really process every single word. So I listened to what this guy was saying and, and he was talking about how at one point he was indigent. He said, I was indigent. I had no money. I was homeless. Let me see. I wrote, I wrote it down. He was, he said, I was living with my parents and he didn't show up for court because he was basically just in these streets. I don't know what he was doing. I, I wondered if he was on drugs or something, but he was just kind of a bum. That that's kind of, he, he self-professed. He kind of just said, you know, look, I wasn't doing well at all. And he didn't seem like he was doing well that day. He had on this tack, weird looking suit and the colors didn't match. Just kind of like, like, you know what I mean? You know, if you, see, you ever see somebody who dresses up to go to court and it looks like, like that's the first time they've dressed up in years because they don't even know how to properly dress the right way, but they're trying their best. Like, like they're trying to hold it together. That's what I picked up on. And, and so, so a couple of thoughts that came to mind is, is number one, um, I think for ladies, I think that there's something to be said about listening to the people that are saying to you that you got to be really careful about laying down and having babies with bums, you know, and she wasn't laying down with one bum. Sound like she was laying down with more than one. I really and, and because because here's the thing. And this is just a simple fact, but it's something that doesn't get discussed enough. Um, you cannot be a person who claims to love your children. While when, when you are so undisciplined that you're laying down with men that are going to be horrible fathers for the, for that child. I, I, I don't know. Again, I probably sound like a jerk for saying this. I, I hope I don't sound too mean. That's not my goal. My goal is not to hurt your feelings or to make you feel bad about your life or about your choices. But it's hard to convince me that you really love your child when you don't have, give me a yes if you understand or can at least hear this and, and we can still love each other. I'm not trying to be mean or overly critical because Lord knows we all make mistakes, but it is really hard to convince me that you love your child when uh, you're, you're, when you're letting bums into your vagina, you know, you're letting, uh, you know, you're bringing toxic waste into your space. Now I get it. I understand there's complex reasons why we sleep with people who don't deserve us. You know, we don't see ourselves as worthy. There's a self-esteem issue. All these things. We get horny. Life happens, right? I get all that. Uh, you know, but but the other part of it, though, that I really want you to consider, though, is that also, remember, you live in a society that does not encourage delayed gratification. You live in a society that is a failing society. You live in a country that is a failing country. Uh, you live in a community, a black community that is not succeeding in, in most categories in terms of quality of life. So so effectively, what I'm referring to is that there aren't a lot of people out there telling you that you should probably work on learning self-discipline if you're going to succeed as a human being in this country. 
I know this is not fun to hear because it'd be much easier for me to tell you that everything you're doing is perfect and that you're nothing but black girl magic and everything you do it is, you know, you, you sprinkle fairy dust on every, every, everywhere you go, but I'm not that guy. I'm not Derek Jackson. I'm not going to tell you that every man that ever rejected you rejected you because he just wasn't good enough. I'm the person who says, well, maybe that's the case, but also maybe there's some stuff you can work on. You know, I sat on the phone yesterday with a man that I admired so much named George C. Frazier and another person named Dr. Nicole Price. And uh, and both of them told me about myself. Both of them gave me really harsh criticism and said, boys, the, the reason you're having this certain problem, I won't talk about the problem, but <laughs> but but they said the reason you keep running into this issue is because you won't fix blank. And it was hard to swallow. It was hard to absorb. But I said, Boyce, you got a choice. Either you're going to keep having the same problem or you better elevate your game. You better get some discipline. You better confront this weakness that you have or it's going to cause you problems. So so the worst thing they could have done to me if they wanted to not be my friend, because both of these people are my friends. Both of them are incredibly smart people and I love them both. They could have just sat on the phone and said, oh, you know, you're Dr. Boyce. You're great. You're wonderful. Everything you do turns to magic. You you black boy magic, boys. You just so special, Dr. Watkins. They could have kissed my ass. I have a lot of people that kiss my ass. Seriously, really. I go places and there are people that are like, oh, my God, Dr. Boyce, you're so amazing. I, and I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that, y'all. If, you, if you're one of those people, I appreciate y'all. But, but the thing is, you need somebody in your life that's going to tell you about yourself. You need somebody in your life that's going to call you on your BS. You do. I, can you give me a yes and tell me that you're okay with the idea that maybe the way you level up in your life is you need somebody that's going to give you some tough love? Seriously. You know, so so what I'm saying to you is, and I'm going to get to the other part of it too, because, you know, I mean, I, you know, obviously making a baby requires both a man and a woman. And I'm not talking about a trans woman. I'm talking about a real woman. You know, there's a difference. I'm sorry. No disrespect if you're trans. I love you too. You're welcome to come to the platform, but I'm sorry. I know what real women look like and I know what non-women look like. And But I wish you the very best in your journey. Um, But really, I'm telling you, if you really look at, if you play the whole thing out, you know, if you play out life, if you sort of look at the whole chain and sort of play it all the way to the finish line and you think about, the sadness in your child's eyes when they're crying because their father is on drugs again or just went back to jail or uh, said he was going to pick them up at three o'clock at school. And he did not show up. You have to re hit the rewind button and go backward and say, why did I let this guy into my body in the first place? Why did I why did I let this man even have a chance in, in the cosmic lottery of of who's going to be the father of my kids? I'm not even judging you if you chose to get married or not. That's your, your choice. But you know, seriously. So she slept with a bomb. She slept with a bomb, a couple bombs. And now her son is sitting next to her in tears because and looking at her like, mama, what kind of hoe were you? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, this is what I'm thinking. He's like, mama, what in the hell was wrong with you? And now I'm broken because, you know, because you can't have a little bit of discipline in terms of what you're doing with men. And you're out here lying to these men. And, and the guy who uh, wasn't the actual father went over to her son who wasn't his real son and gave him a hug and said, I'm sorry. And it's like, I'm sorry that your mama is a lying raggedy woman. Like he literally is almost like that. Like, I'm sorry that she made this happen this way. I'm sorry that I had to put you through the pain of denying you for 20 years because I knew what your mama did. I knew that she was on some BS and I hate the fact that I had to do this. You know, really, I, that's what it was. It was so sad. It was like, and the son is like, man, I don't know what to do now. Like, I don't have a daddy. I don't, nobody loves me. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, if you love your kids, you won't uh, directly or you'll get the help that you need so you don't have them born into a broken, fractured, dysfunctional, painful situation. But I know how life works. You know, people sometimes, you know, things happen. I get it. I've made those mistakes myself. I told you I'm, I'm an 18-year veteran of the child support system. So I understand. But I'm sitting here trying to say maybe if I say this to somebody, it might change one person's behavior. If uh, if 80,000 people watch this video and I help one person make a better decision, then I've done my job for today.
But anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and you're watching drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, we are on Spotify, so if you look up my name on Spotify, you can find me there. Also, if you want to get text alerts uh, for when we go live, uh, every now and then I'll send out a text alert. I don't send them out every day, but uh, if you'd like to get text alerts, just text the word Boyce to 31996, text Boyce to 31996. And also I want to give a shout out to a black owned business um, that I respect. Uh, it's run by Madam President. She has a great apparel brand at the freedom.company, the freedom.company. Go check it out. She has some amazing, amazing apparel and it's black owned and she's out of Atlanta and she's really, really talented. Uh, if you'd like for me to shout out your business, just go to drboysfinance.com. That's drboysfinance, finance with an F. Uh, and uh, talk to Micah, tell her that I sent you and I'll shout out your business too. All right. So um, so the last piece I'll throw in here and then I'll, I'll, throw, I'll drop in the stock pick of the day so you guys can walk away with something that'll help you make some money. Um, we're, so we're talking about this guy who spent five years in prison and uh, it turns out that he uh, the five years in prison he spent for child support was for a child that was not his. Um, the last point I want to make on this is I want to talk to the men a little bit and help men kind of understand just the fact that you have to stop listening to society rappers or who or your stupid homeboys or you, you know they maybe they don't even call them homeboys no more maybe i'm showing my age but it's okay i'm a 52 year old man i'm not a child so it's okay for me to be grown today um or any day i'm supposed to be grown every day um but your your friends that are telling you that you should go and just chase anything with a big button and a smile you know, um, you know, when we have a society where you're telling men to just do things that are just unhealthy and egregious, like having sex with dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of women, just because you can, those people are setting you up for a trap. Uh, I know several men who uh, in their 30s would be in child support court literally crying like baby, like little baby bitches. Because they can't pay for all those kids, they can because they they can they're sitting there trying to figure out how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? And uh, and the only thing I can say is I say, gosh, I wish I could build a time machine so you could go back in time and slap yourself and tell your younger self that just because she looks good doesn't mean you need to go sleeping with her. Um, even 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 using protection and stuff that's good too. That helps, of course, right? But still. Just uh, putting yourself constantly in those vulnerable situations where uh, someone could tell a lie on you and destroy your life. Somebody could um, get pregnant with your child. Next thing you know, your child's being raised by a stripper. Uh, this is a real story. I know I know a guy, I know a, a lawyer, a high paid lawyer who uh, decided he likes to sleep with hoes and he slept with a stripper. Stripper got pregnant. Well, now the stripper isn't, she ain't just stripper no more. She's the mother of your child. Now you have to give her all appropriate respect for giving life to your seed, but he didn't see it that way. He just said, oh, these, this damn raggedy blankety blank stripper. Blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, of course she's going to be money hungry. And she's, you know, he's a, she's a gold digger. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what strippers do. Strippers take off their clothes for money. You know, and sometimes they'll have sex for money. Cardi B told you all that. So why would you, why on earth would you, um, you know, have a baby with a woman that is, that takes off her clothes for money and sleeps with men for money? Uh, unless you're okay with giving her your money, right? Maybe you want to go the Nick Cannon route. Nick Cannon uh, had, you know, a, a, a thousand kids with 800 women or whatever his number is. And he makes, you know, 70, 80, $100 million a year. He's giving all of them plenty of money and they, they've got it all worked out. Now, if Nick can now Nick Cannon, his problem though, is that uh, he better keep making that money. He better keep on doing those stupid corny TV shows, uh, The Masked Singer and and America's Got Talent or whatever else he's doing. He, he better keep doing those shows and he better hope that Hollywood never gets mad at him because if they ever do and his income drops to some, uh, uh, you know, some ungodly low number, like, I don't know, 15 million a year, Nick won't be able to afford all of that. And next thing you know, Nick's going to have a lot of the same stress that a lot of you guys have when you're managing 10 different families or a bunch of different situations. It's very, very difficult to do. Uh, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm, I'm just saying just understand the difficulties. And, and then I want you to understand also the pain that you cause children when you procreate children in, in messy, unhealthy situations. 
Uh, this is the part of black culture we got to kind of talk about and confront a little bit. Uh, I saw this story the other day about a slave who worked on the slave breeding farms because, you know, they used to breed us. That's why that's why if people don't I don't know why people don't talk about it, but that's why you see these NBA players that are like super tall and strong and can jump 45 inches off the ground something white boys can't do i mean just be honest most white boys can't do this stuff um and like for example there's never been a white shaquille o'neal there's never been a white michael jordan there just hasn't uh right so so a lot of this came from slavery because they would take because we are the strongest and the most and the most fit in, in a lot of ways right think about this you are a descendant of the people who survived the middle passage uh you survived the slave dungeons you survived slavery you survived jim crow so you've got a certain strength in you that is extraordinary like you literally are the closest thing to a living superhero in existence. I do believe this. I don't know if it sounds like I'm speaking in terms of black superiority, but that's kind of what it could be. And so what they used to do is they would take the strongest slaves and breed them with the other slaves, right? So this guy was uh, big and tall. He was six foot six, something like that, and, and muscular. And they figured, the master figured that he could have lots of big, strong slaves because you were a commodity. You still are. They still buy and sell you. They just give you a tiny little paycheck to make you feel better about your slavery. But, but as I explained to you all in the Juneteenth lecture that I did, uh, that literally when they allegedly freed you, they didn't really actually free you. They just uh, they just made you into uh, low paid employees. Right. So you became paid slaves instead of unpaid slaves. But they forced those many of those slaves to go back to the plantation. That's why many of us are on the plantation to this day. So we're still working toward our freedom. But that's beside the point. But during slavery, they would actually, you know, breed the slaves. And there was one slave I read about. I just saw his story where he um, literally was forced to have sex with, um, you know, just as many women as he possibly could every single day. They bred this man like a racehorse. They, that's what they did. And he ended up having about 200 children. He and, and, and what's crazy, here's the crazy part. It wasn't like it was that long ago. He died in 1953. 1953. And this man had 200 children. And they would just line the women up and say, he's going to get you pregnant and you pregnant and you pregnant and you pregnant. So they were mass producing Negroes. They were mass producing black people. They were mass producing super strong slaves to work on the plantation. So a lot of this um, mindset when it comes to sexuality, uh, it, it's easily argued, comes right out of slavery. That whole buck mentality, uh, let me get as many women as I can to prove my masculinity uh, that does come from slavery. Now, it does not mean that men are not going to be men and do what men do. Uh, it, it, white men do a lot of the same stuff, too. So 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 let's just be clear. This is not stigmatizing um, maleness. This is not stigmatizing black maleness. But it is saying that I want to encourage you to incorporate uh, with your uh, with your quest for maleness. I need you to incorporate some strategic thinking. I need you to incorporate some long-term planning. I need you to incorporate uh, a that other part of your brain that isn't controlled by your sex organs, right? So that might mean uh, taking the time to think carefully about the kinds of women that you consort with. It might mean taking the time to say, uh, you know, I don't think I have to have sex with every single girl that offers it to me. You know, uh, maybe I can have some moderation and some balance so that I can make sure that the other parts of my life are functional as well. Or maybe I should just really think carefully about, you know, like it, like maybe like if I if I lay down with a woman, I got to say, huh, what kind of mother would this lady be? Uh, does she even respect the, the role that I would have as the father of this child? Or is she, you know, some independent black woman who don't need no man who's going to just dump the father as soon as she gets pregnant? Because there are women out there like that, that that's been bred into us now. Now they've bred this crazy idea into women that they don't even need the fathers. Like just get the baby and get pregnant and then get rid of the dad. And then you can raise the baby all for yourself. And, and that sounds good. It feels good. It's, I mean, it's, it's very, it's a little selfish though, because you're denying your child the protection and the love of a father, but who cares? As long as you get that unconditional love and support that you never got as a child, which really meant you needed to go to therapy. But instead of going to therapy, you just had a bunch of babies and those babies all depend on you because they ain't got no daddy to look 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 toward if they need need help 
right? So next thing you know, your children are sad, depressed, and suicidal, and you don't know why, and or they, or crazy things happen, and then your, your son ends up in prison or ends up in the streets thugging. Well, you know, part of it is probably because he's missing a vital ingredient of, of a healthy human being, which is a father. Fathers do matter. Fathers, we play a role that's just as important as the mothers. So what, what I'm going to say overall is when I see this story, when I saw this story about this guy who got caught up in this crazy situation, I just saw a lot of variables and dynamics at play. I saw uh, mistakes that he made. I saw mistakes that the mother made. I I did not see him as the uh, as the uh, perpetuator or, or the perpetrator. I did not see him as a person who did something wrong to somebody. He just he saw a pretty girl. He had sex with her. There's nothing criminal about that. I did see some criminal behavior on her part, uh, it, it, which would lead me to say to him that you have to understand that a lot of succeeding in life isn't just about what you do. It's about the people around you and what they do. And it's about being able to identify those people around you who shouldn't be around you. It's like driving. You know, when we were talking to our middle child about driving, I said, look, it's one thing for you to be a safe driver. That's very, very important. But don't assume that because you're a safe driver that you're not going to be in an accident. Because when you're on the road, there are people who are terrible drivers. There are people who can't halfway see. There are people who are on drugs. There are people who've been drinking. There are people who are just sloppy. There are people who are distracted by their cell phones. So so, so being a good driver is only part of the equation when it comes to staying out of an accident. The other piece is being a defensive driver and being able to identify when other people are driving in a way that is dangerous or inappropriate. So the same thing is true with life. When you're driving your car of life, your vehicle of life, you know, and we're all on this, we're all on the same road and the road is taking us toward this place called death, heaven, the afterlife, whatever. Life is short. So as you're driving on this road called life, you have to take the time to observe the other drivers. Sure, you want to be a safe driver yourself. You don't want to be the person who causes an accident. You don't want to traumatize other people. You don't want to traumatize your children. You don't want to be the bad guy. And God bless all of you who go through your life being considerate and thoughtful about how you treat other human beings. I love you for that. I respect you. I appreciate good people. But the next thing I need you to do is I need you to love yourself enough and love your children enough that you're also going to understand the importance of establishing the right boundaries or the right awareness that you need in order to avoid those horribly toxic, painful, traumatic outcomes that are so persistent in the life of a black person. Being black ain't easy. Being black is a pain in the ass sometimes. It is hard. That I could, I bet you that everybody in here, give me a yes if you can agree on this. Almost everybody in here has probably had some stuff that happened to you as a child that should not have happened to you, or have had to deal with some nonsense that you never should have had to deal with. And then it continues into adulthood because these dysfunctional children that that are harmed by their parents, they get thrown out into the world like poison fish, thrown into a lake. And next thing you know, you're dealing with poison, crazy, toxic, messed up people who never got the help that they needed to get. Well, it, it also doesn't help that we don't believe in things like therapy. You know, you ask somebody, well, did you, well, did you get therapy to overcome your trauma? Well, I talked to my pastor. Well, is your pastor a licensed therapist? I know he could tell you about Jesus and that's, a, Jesus is good. Nothing wrong with Jesus. But, but, but can he really actually, does he have the tools to really help you overcome what you went through? Cause you went through a lot and most of us never get that help. So you got a lot of sick people out here and sick people, they do things that, are very harmful to themselves and to others. But a lot of times the reason they do these things is because they're just numbing the pain. Like, so the reason maybe he sleeps with 800 women a year is because he's numbing some kind of pain that he never dealt with through therapy. Or maybe the reason that she decides she wants to lay down with, with, you know, knuckle dragon thugs and guys that are going to be terrible fathers for her kids is because she never got love and esteem and validation from her father when she was a child. And instead of working through that, she became the strong, independent black woman who don't need no man. But yet you're making babies with all these men. And then your kids are like, well, you may not need a man, mama, but I do. You don't need no man, but I do. <laughs> your son, you don't need a man, but your son does. Because your son trying to figure out how to be a man. And he can't, 
he can't learn how to be a man from from a bunch of people wearing high heels and 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 and, and leggings. Like it, it just doesn't work. So so what what I would say to you, this is Uncle Boyce talking and Doctor Boyce because there's a financial side to this. I mean, it, it's easy to break down the financial implications. We've done this a lot on this podcast, so I so I don't I hope I don't need to like sort of keep reiterating that because people get confused. They think, well, you're a finance guy. Why would you talk about this? I hope I don't have to keep explaining to you how this plays out in your financial outcomes all over the place. I mean, really, if you ever want to, if you ever want to go broke, just become a persistent baby daddy, become like a six time baby daddy. And then I want you to go look at your bank account. Or if you ever want to go broke, become a single mother with like three, four kids with three or four different guys. And then watch how your bank account dwindles down to nothing and because you have no help and your income has been depleted. Right. Uh, you know, and then we can go even deeper. There's so many other things we could talk about, but that's just a couple of things. You know, we won't talk about what happens when you go to prison and all these other things. We, but, but, but my point is to say that um, if you really want to show up in your life in the best way possible, identify the areas where you were cheated in terms of having a healthy upbringing and go get the help that you need. Sit down with a therapist, talk to, you know, start at least getting on YouTube and watch some videos to help you work through what you get, what you got to work through. You know, if you keep making the mistake, you know, don't be like me. For example, I, I told you yesterday, I, I got on the phone with, with a couple of friends of mine, George Frazier and Dr. Nicole Price. And I talked to them about something that was going on with me personally and business wise and everything else. And, and they said, boys, you're, you're having the same problem because you keep making the same mistake because this is a part of you that's there. You got to work on this. If you don't work on it, it's going to stay with you forever. You're going to keep living the same life over and over again until you address this issue. And and I'm a guy who's done a lot of the work. I've, I've been seeing my therapist for a long time and I love seeing my therapist. But 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 all of us have this issue, especially if you're black. Being black is hard. So get the help. Do the work. Because what will happen is when you do the work and you force yourself to grow. Instead of sitting around listening to people that tell you that you're perfect and everything you do and that, that there's nothing wrong with you and it's always somebody else's fault. Those are not your friends. Those are your enablers. Your enablers are people that keep you addicted to whatever choices you're making that are putting you in one bad situation after another. Walk away from the enablers and walk toward people that are going to challenge you. That's what you need in your life if you want to make good choices. Okay. All right. So anyway, let me... um. Uh, do me a favor, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, I want to remind everybody that we're speaking of self-help and making yourself better. Uh, we have the All Black National Convention that happens every single year. Uh, we are on year eight. We're going to be in Atlanta this year, October 20th. Uh, those of you who'd like to join us, we bring the, we have about 50 experts on deck that literally are going to cover every single topic from estate planning to how to build an extraordinary family to uh, politics, reparations. I mean, you really like Dr. Just one example, Dr. Mary Stoddard and Dr. Marcus Stoddard are coming to the convention. Dr. Mary Stoddard has a law degree and a PhD. Her husband, Marcus, is one of the most respected cardiologists on the planet. Mary grew up with 17 siblings that were they were all sharecroppers. And every single one of those siblings graduated from college. Now, Mary and Marcus, every single one of their kids became a doctor or a PhD. And so I said, I need you to come in and teach our people how to build a family like that. That's what I want. That, that I don't care about nobody being on TV. I don't care how many rap, how many rap albums you sold. I don't give a damn about that. I don't care uh, that you know, if you won, won an NBA championship, that's nice. Good for you. Go, go win another one. I want to hear from the people in the community that want us to be healthy, whole, successful, and strong. That's who I invited. That's who will be at the convention. You're going to love it. That's just one of about 50 examples I could give you of extraordinary black people that are coming. I mean, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Asia Kirkendall, who does quantum wealth theory, a young genius who literally has broken down the science of economic thinking is going to be there. There's so many great people. I could keep going down the list. So if you'd like to join us at the convention, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com. I also put the information on my website, boycewatkins.com. Also on boycewatkins.com, I have a training there that you're going to love called How to Make Money Without Working. So feel free to take a look at that. Or if you're on Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. Now, as I mentioned, I told you guys I would give you a stock that I'm about to buy that I believe is going to do well. Again, uh, with investing, uh, there's no guarantees nothing's for certain, but this is a stock that based on my research, I believe can make you some money. That stock is 
First Citizens Bank. It is a regional bank that uh, many experts believe was hit extra hard during that whole banking crisis. When when all the banks started kind of fumbling a little bit and people got scared of the banks. And I remember talking to my mama. I think my mom was listening. Mama, if you are listening, just know how much I love you and I appreciate you so much. Uh, and my mama and my grandma are here, actually. My grandma's behind my head. My grandma is uh, our panther. Uh, her name is Felicia. And uh, and when she passed in uh, 2013, uh, I'm not going to talk about my grandma too much because I get choked up every time I think about her because I love her so much. Uh, but anyway, she was the first person to teach me about economics when I was a kid. And she used to buy me savings bonds. So that was my first introduction to compound interest. So uh, shout out to my grandmother and my mother who uh, both are watching right now. So um, uh, that's um, that's uh, that's real special to me. But anyway, um, First Citizens Bank, uh, the ticker symbol is FCNC. C-A, F-C-N-C-A, so it's a long ticker symbol. Somebody typed in the chat so others can see it. It's F-C-N-C-A, and uh, that's a stock that I'm about to buy. So uh, hopefully um, it will, uh, it'll do what we expect it to do. If it doesn't, then that's investing. You know, that's why you diversify because some of your investments will not work out. Just so you know, when you invest, it's like baseball. You know, if, if, you're, if you're talking about baseball or even basketball. Uh, even Michael Jordan missed 40% of his shots, right? So at least 40%. So the same thing is true with investing. You're going to miss some shots, but you got to keep taking the shots. And that's how, why investors tend to have more wealth than other people. So uh, anyway, that's it, guys. And also some of you were asking about Dr. Alicia's um, virtual healing retreat because, you know, my wife is a, a therapist and also a certified trauma expert. The website you can go to is DrAliciaWellness.com. That's DrAliciaWellness.com. And uh, also she sees clients at coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. So God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and also uh, tune in on Spotify if you're ever uh, wanting to listen uh, via audio. I hope this podcast and conversation was helpful to you. And uh, I'll check back in with you guys a little bit later. Have a wonderful day. Take care now. Peace. Here we are, clanting the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.